Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yongshin Ling. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! What you see may not be reality. What's real and what's fake? Did Beethoven really go deaf? Did Oswald really assassinate Kennedy? Did the Apollo really land on the moon? Hi, I'm Shinning. Welcome to the Square Apple Show. What you've just heard is what Dako, the master con artist, asked the audience in episode 1 of the Japanese drama serial The Confidence Man. And today's podcast is my reflection on our perception of reality and whether it matters at all. So if you're someone who is interested to understand how to beat your brain in playing games with you, then this podcast is for you. First, let me go back to talk about the show The Confidence Man. Initially, when I saw the trailer, I thought it was a chicken soup for the soul type of, of show, like how to make people confident. But it's actually a light-hearted comedy where a team of highly skilled con artists stage extremely elaborate setups to con greedy bad guys into paying them obscene amount of money. How far-fetched is their setup? In one episode, Dako, the lead lady, wanted to fleece a bad guy of the hard cold cash that he was physically transporting out of Japan to the Philippines. She claims that she can bribe the airport authorities to turn a blind eye to the suitcases of cash that the bad guy and his cronies were carrying onto the plane. At that time, it turned out that she has set up a fake airport, hired a lot of extras to act as airport crew, chartered a flight and staged an incident in mid-air resulting in the bad guy jumping out of the plane. Everything is fake. And I remember telling my kid who was sitting next to me, oh my goodness, they're so stupid. How could they even believe that the airport staff could be bribed? I think they deserve to be fleeced. And you know what? I realised I was laughing at myself. You would think that a person like me, who is always so vigilant about questioning assumptions, wouldn't fall prey to blind spots. Well, I surprised myself too. Let me share with you what happened and my takeaway from these two episodes. Recently, my colleague from the university and I met a client to explore the opportunity to develop a case study on their business transformation journey. I had met them a couple of times, heard their transformation story, and also scanned the internet for available information about them. So my colleague and I were very confident in formulating the interview questions to prepare for our engagement with the stakeholders. However, when we met with our case writer colleague who hadn't met the client but had done more in-depth secondary research on the company, he presented a very different picture from what we had assumed the evolution of the company to be. 
I had heard the story told backward from the current point in time and had unknowingly made a lot of assumptions of how the company had evolved over the years based on how we heard the story. The three of us had a good laugh about the fact that we all had different mental models about what reality is. But inside me, I was beating myself up for making unverified assumptions, even though I thought I had already built a habit of questioning assumptions. How did I miss such a big elephant? Although it didn't result in any major issues, I couldn't get this out of my mind for a few days. I have come to conclude that it is impossible to win my own brains all the time. Imagine reality is like a picture. But what we know and can grasp at any point in time are just pixels of the reality. When there are more pixels and the pixels are fine-grained, it means that the situation is more certain or you have access to more information. The converse is true if you have less pixels and we have to fill in the blanks. Studies have shown that when people are faced with situations which has less pixels, they use shortcuts to make judgments and decisions, um, which we call heuristics. Examples of such techniques include satisficing, which means you evaluate alternatives until it meets a predetermined set of criteria. When the criteria are met, you stop evaluating, although there may be better options which you do not know of. And why do we stop? The short answer is because seeking information is expensive. Most of the time, the more information we seek, the more time and energy we expend. So my first takeaway that I want to share is this. Know what you do not know. Sounds cryptic? Actually, it's very straightforward. I have been propagating that we need to build a habit of questioning our assumptions so that we don't fall prey to cognitive biases, so that we can think out of the box, so we can innovate, so we know whether something is fake news or not. But we don't always have time and energy to take the next steps in terms of finding information or seeking a better and more wow solution. Time and energy are limited. So my strategy is to take calculated risks. I usually tell myself, whatever representation is made may not be true, but how does it matter now? What is the implication of imperfect information at this point in time? Of course, the answer to this question is also subject to cognitive biases or cognitive laziness, but at least it checks, it acts as a check as to whether I want to be purist and continue to obtain more information or keep hacking at a problem. Let me give you another related encounter that illustrates what we see may not be real. In the course that I teach, students are broken up into groups ranging between four to eight people. As these students are veteran at working in teams, they are usually able to handle the differences within themselves and most of the time they will not bother, with, bother me with any um, team dynamics issues. So I don't usually get privy to whatever happens behind the scenes until I get to read their individual reflections which they will write at the end of the 13 weeks. I clearly, I clearly remembered that there was a team of four in my class a um, couple of years back. They didn't know each other before they formed the group. Even though they didn't tell me much, 
I could tell that this team was struggling. Firstly, they couldn't land on their business ideas even after I gave them a lot of help in the form of coaching. Secondly, even after I thought they landed on an idea, it was changed at the last minute without my knowledge. Only after the presentation did I know that the team was concerned that they had flouted certain confidential laws, but they had not spoken to me before that. Thirdly, some of the team members seemed very unprepared to deliver whatever little content they had at hand. Within the team, there was always this one guy that seemed like the spokesperson. He was always the more matured one, the one that seemed to know what to do, the one who had more questions. There was another guy who always seemed relaxed and not always mentally present, like I wasn't sure what he was thinking. During the presentation, the latter was always ill-prepared. So when the team failed to deliver a second time, I formed my own mental picture of who the heroes and villains were. However, when I read the reflections of the four team members, I was a little surprised. Just some background, there are a few topics of reflections that the students can choose to do. I've observed the students will choose to work on the topic of team effectiveness if they either had a very good or very bad experience in the team. Coincidentally, all four of the team members wrote about team effectiveness. After reading, I still wasn't able to get an accurate picture of the reality, but I suspected that the person whom I perceived as the one who's always in the know may have caused some grief in the team because there may have been some disagreements with his strong opinion. The guy whom I thought was always relaxed seemed to have undertaken a lot of mediation work to ensure that the divisive team can move forward in one piece towards the goalpost. The rest of the guys in the team were basically just glad that the whole ordeal is over. After reading their reflections, I remembered I had the same feeling as I had recently after realising that I made a huge assumption about our client's development journey. It was the feeling of, I thought I was very smart, but actually I have been fooled by too easily believing what I see and hear. From this, I would like to share with you the second and third takeaways, which is firstly, quick to question, slow to judge. Be aware that there are things missing from the picture of what we perceive to be reality. And we should always keep our antenna high as to what these may be to the extent that they are important enough. Because we don't know, because we know that we don't know, therefore, be slow to judge based on the information that you have. Because like what Daiko, the con woman, said, what you see may not be reality, what's real and what's fake. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode and taken away something to reflect on. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly forward slash square apple. That's bit.ly forward slash S-Q-U-A-R-E-A-P-P-L-E. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, 
the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.